Ellie's Taboo Terrors presents Disturbing Films for a Curious Mind. Disturbing films for a curious mind. I managed to convince Jess to join me once again to dip her toes into the extreme horror world and watch some movies with me, or at least attempt to. Let's see how far she got. Today's film is American Guinea Pig Sacrifice from 2017, directed by Poison Rouge and starring Roberto Scorza as Daniel and Flora Giannatizio as the goddess Ishtar. This movie is an hour of complete bodily destruction. Let's see how far Jesco is able to go. But first, a synopsis. Intent on delving deep into the abysmal realm of self-mutilation, Daniel locks himself in the bathroom and begins an esoteric conversation of blood and suffering with the goddess Ishtar. Will his sacrifice open the path to enlightenment? Let's find out. So, Jess, what was your initial reaction to American Guinea Pig Sacrifice? That was a visceral experience. <laughs> I, like, we literally just got off watching the film, and I am still just kind of, like, processing what I just watched for the last hour. No, everyone, I did not tap out. No tapping out. No, no. Oh. I was worried at the toenail part that you would be. I thought that the toenail part was going to have me, and I pushed through. I almost, yep. I was almost like, I don't know if I can do this. And then I pushed through. I thought I was going to tap out during the vomiting scene. Oh, yes. Because yeah, that's fair. At some the point, vomit. at some point, I'm like, this this guy has to vomit from the immense amount of pain that they are putting themselves through right now. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Almost. I had to take some deep breaths <laughs> and remind myself that this is just a movie. This is just this a movie. This is just a movie. This is just a movie. Side note, we're in the same room oh. together and watch this together, folks. So this is a first time. That's, this is a first time for us. <laughs> Kelly got to watch my reactions throughout the film as I'm clutching this pillow closer and closer to my body and breathing. <laughs> Uh, so this is actually your second American guinea pig film that you've seen. Yeah. Because the very first disturbing films for a curious mind was for The Song of Solomon. That is true. That is true. The Song of Solomon. And I had to tap out. You did it. I had, had to pause. I had to pause. We paused. During the um, regurgitation <laughs> of the organ scene. So, <laughs> Yeah. How would you briefly compare both of these films in the sense of your reaction to them? I think, like, I know with Americans, with Song of Solomon, I had to pause, but I kept being into the film because of, like, the whole, like, Christian mythology and stuff like that. I wanted to be like, yeah. okay, like, I'm... It was more of, like, the visceral reactions of hearing yeah. her guttural, of Jessica Cameron's <laughs> guttural, re, like, throwing up and regurgitating. And playing, but I was like, okay... This is what you're going into for a possession film. Things are going to get weird. Things are going to get <laughs> fucked up. This one was different because, like, the whole time I want to ask myself, like, why is he doing this? You can stop at any point. Why are you doing this to yourself? Oh, my God. Like, and just, it was intense. This one yeah. was much more intense than mm. Song of Solomon. That is for sure. Like I said, the whole time I'm asking myself, being like, why are you doing this? You can stop. And then they would give you, like, the glimpses. I'm like, okay. Yes. Okay, you yeah. got some, sounds like you may have had some trauma. You yes. may have been using some self-mutilation for, yes. or self-harm for um, 
self-soothing, um, which is something that I understand. But also, like, I did not expect some of the things that were going to happen. <laughs> like what? The brain. The oh. forehead scene. Like, the whole... Like, okay. So, this film has some beautiful shots mm-hmm. for a really, like... Mm-hmm intense disgusting like <laughs> yes self-mutilation scenes it was shot very beautifully this i know is really, really <laughs> fucked up to say that but it's like this like just because like you don't know where you're gonna go next and so you're in your mind you're just like oh they're gonna like there's so many points where i'm like he's gonna stab himself in the eye i know it they're just stabbing <laughs> and then when like all of a sudden you realize what he's gonna do with that they're like oh this is even worse I <laughs> uh, this is and then especially the scene when he starts to drill into his forehead yeah and i'm like that is a dull tip a dull yeah. tip of a screw going into your brain that you know yeah. like that is painful yeah. to push through like i was thinking my mind being like you should have a sharper tip <laughs> um but yeah just like I remember at one point like when he was lighting the candles Daniel was lighting the candles I'm like that was really gorgeous that lighting and then like the scenes with some of the blood dripping on like the really pristine white Mm -hmm. um, bathroom and just like so it just the film takes you back and forth between these really like visceral scenes to like just like okay it's kind of really well done really beautifully yes Well, this is, as you know, one of my top five favorite extreme horror films. Yeah. um, For multiple reasons. One is the absolute... (laughs) Why? Please tell me why. (laughs) Well, now you've seen it, so we'll talk about it. Because before, you know, you don't really have any context, you don't really know. Um, Well, I do think it's beautiful to watch, which is really, really interesting to see. There's, I love the, I'm going to talk about colors. Yeah. It's pretty much all shot in one room, the bathroom, which has blue tiling everywhere. So it's like blue and white. We have the candle lights. We have like this very kind of like melancholic, yet clinical, cold, isolating room Mm -hmm. juxtaposed with the lush red warmth of all the blood. Yes, exactly. You like the candlelight. It's beautiful to watch. Yeah. yeah. And that I think and I think that's what that film does well in like keeping the viewer in but also like when you would go between the scenes of like Daniel like self-mutilating himself and just the intensity and like you said the blood and the black blood and all that stuff and you're just like oh Ugh. And then it gets, and then it calms down, yes. yeah. and then you're shown scenes of like the blue tiling, the white, mm-hmm. the white underwear, like everything mm-hmm. to like kind of calm you down again yeah. to point. be like, yeah, okay, I can keep going, yeah, yeah. That it's almost, so yeah. I can keep going, and then the next round comes up, and you're like, yeah. oh, well, whoa. if you can imagine, I I was thinking about it when I was watching it today with you, is that. I mean, if anybody has experienced any kind of extreme amounts of pain, the endorphin rush that you can get once you're coming down oh. from an extreme sense of pain, that's like these hills and valleys that he's going through in the movie gives you those breaks as well. And you're like, okay, a moment of levity. We have a moment of calmness, of stillness, of, you know, introspection. Because yeah. sometimes we'll go and they had flashbacks of his life. Yes, there's some trauma. I think at one point... And they don't go so much into it, but it's, I think his father killed himself or his parents were killed. Like something happened in his family home that's caused him to want to come back here to kill himself essentially yeah, yeah. in his family home. We have these moments of him nude at this beautiful Italian beach. Cause yeah. though this movie is called American uh, Guinea pig, it is an Italian based film. And so just these beautiful shots of him being at the ocean with these rocks and 
I really noticed this time too the incredible amount of sexual energy that is yep. all yep. throughout this movie. So a movie blending sexuality, sexual tension, sexual energy with blood, mutilation. Again, hey, highs and lows, peaks and valleys, endorphin rush, sexuality, well, sex. Yeah, that whole scene where he first cuts his hand yes. and it looks like a vulva. Yes. And he's giving licking it. And he's licking it yeah. and essentially giving himself oral, yes. like an oral hand job on his yes. hand. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. So all this is not just like the intense pain because like, yeah, there's so many scenes where like while he's doing it, it's also pleasurable. Like yes. it's like he's trying to integrate that pleasure into what he's doing. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, there's so many points where I'm just like, just get it over with. Just, just, just let your throat right now and just end it. But I was like, but no, like, this is very ritualistic. Absolutely. This is yes. like, there. Yeah. at the point, I almost want to feel like that Daniel was trying to give him a sense of, sense of purpose in life yeah. and being yeah. like, my sense of purpose now is to perform this very intense ritualistic death for myself. And at one point mm-hmm. when he's looking at that book, I thought that book was an actual like book of like instructions and stuff about <laughs> history. And when he shows that, it's just like his own handwriting yeah. and like, like yeah. image. And I was like, Oh, is all this coming from his head? Like, did he create this ritual mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. connecting to Ishtar and mm-hmm. finding that, like, black abyss in life mm-hmm. or something like that? I, I was... So many questions. No <laughs> answers. But you keep watching because you want to yeah. think you're going to get... And then, like, Ishtar. Yes. I think one of the biggest factors... I think if we didn't... If we took out the whole goddess Ishtar element... I would definitely not like this movie as yeah. much. It would be an hour of a man mutilating himself for, in theory, quote, no purpose. There, It would just be probably just an, an elongated suicide, yeah. which is less interesting, way more bleak, yeah. um, but a little bit less interesting for me. Even if it was if it was all shot the same way, I'd still really like it because it is pretty stunning. And I think the performance that that actor gave was incredible incredible so yes. good between like madness and sanity like yes. the, yeah. the the back and forth and stuff like yeah. that wow yeah he did an excellent job yes we're giving these shots of this woman he's talked about ishtar or at least talking about the goddess and well he's gonna fuck the goddess in a pool of blood and and whatnot but at the very end it ends the movie with this little snippet of information about uh the goddess ishtar and i wrote very briefly about this movie uh, focuses on the website at the end of American guinea pig sacrifice there's this title card that states quote the goddess of Yorick makes eunuchs which again is in reference to the goddess Ishtar so there is actually a Mesopotamian poem entitled era that more explicitly states that the goddess quote changed them from men into women to show people piety and the process could be castration. Side note, castration is when you remove the testicles. In this movie, he does not remove his testicles. He does cut off his own penis. But I feel like the metaphor and everything kind of still stands. The idea and concept is still there. But the goddess Ishtar wasn't necessarily a goddess of fertility, but a goddess of many things, as per some relatively brief research that I did for my piece that I wrote for the website. But some of the things that she was a goddess of were liberated female body and sexuality. She was a goddess of sexual transformations. And I think, like I said, if they wouldn't have thrown in this like goddess element, I would not have liked this movie as much. Yeah. I think it's absolutely fascinating that... I think you're right. I think Daniel wanted to give his life some kind of purpose, as we saw prior. Self-harm, depression, trauma. He's coming back to his 
familiar place, a family home to perform this ritual to bring about the goddess Ishtar. And I don't know, if you're going to go out, why don't you bring to life a incredibly amazing, interesting goddess? If that actually happened. Yeah. I like to think that it did. <laughs> that, um, yeah, because I like to think that is that by bringing Ishtar allowed for Daniel's transformation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, like, you have this interesting element of the film where Daniel's documenting these with photos. Yes. Like, taking yep. photos and talking about social media and showing, like, a transformation. And this is going to get me so many likes. And this mm-hmm. is, like... Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting element to add to this story, right? Because yes. typically something like this would be much more private, much yes. more personal. Yes. But to like have like photographic evidence mm-hmm. makes you wonder like why? Mm-hmm. Like are you trying to prove that something like a ritual like this could be real? Could be or like cuz I don't think it was like a cry for attention or a cry or just like or maybe there is a point mm-hmm. where it's like you know shocked like people are gonna be so shocked when they see yeah. this i'm gonna get so many likes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. of course yeah, yeah when yeah. you yeah like and also like when shoving the screw into the penis i extreme sounding folks extreme sound very extreme sounding <laughs> taking photos of that and being like how okay yeah uh and i did have like the funny thought be like oh now a man knows what it feels like to be penetrated he he <laughs> at least in that Literally regard in that regard but oh yes. my god yeah 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 what did you yeah let's go back uh, Ishtar yeah what yeah. did you think about that like this transformation this ritual because I know you like rituals and and all of that type of stuff so what do you think about that ending to this movie would you have preferred a different ending do you like how it ended I like how this ended I, I agree with you if you didn't have the Ishtar element to this film I would not have cared to watch it I probably would have stopped halfway through and be like I don't need to see this anymore this is this is enough yeah. because I wanted to see that this was a ritual that was being performed because mm-hmm. like setting up of candles having all your tools like you go between yeah. having modern tools to these older looking yeah. tools that would technically be performed in a ritual and like I kept thinking about actual back in historical days of like having actual sacrifices to a god or a goddess, right? Like you would be performing a sacrifice on like that on a usually an unwilling victim. Yeah. Like someone who has been captured or someone who has been like, you know, to have those old rituals. So it's not often that you would see something someone being willingly sacrifice themselves to a higher power of in that nature, right? Like mm-hmm. of to that extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, because like those old gods and goddesses and stuff like that were pretty intense. Like yeah. you know, like yep. a sacrifice, like giving them bread and wine is not enough. <laughs> They're like, No, 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 no. I wanna know that you are devoted to me in all ways. So give me everything. Give me all of you. Which people did in theory and these ancient texts that people would, like men would would castrate themselves to show their extreme level of devotion to this, uh, this goddess. So I just think that that was such a beautiful... I used to think it was empowering. I don't think empowering was the right word. Just, li- just liberating? What well, is freeing? Mean. Because, like, he does say, like, you never told me about this before, this, like, into this black abyss, this other thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. to, because, like, there were points where, like, this idea of, like, I don't want to say, like, desexualizing yourself, but, like, mm-hmm. take, because, like, you know, often sex is often connected to human-based natures, right? Mm-hmm. And if you give, give yourself over, you know, then you're still pretty human. You can't really devote yourself to another yeah. higher god or higher being if you don't desexualize yourself mm-hmm. and become, become above primitive... Mm. instincts and stuff like that and go right. 
it, like if you can push yourself beyond intense pleasure and intense pain, then you can be a divine being. Like, because only a divine being will be able to experience that and ex- live through that. Excellent. Yes. So, well said. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to think that Daniel put himself through all of this for a purpose, for a very rewarding ending, I guess, for us. Daniel is now dead. Yeah. But we now have the very beautiful goddess Ishtar in the world, been born into the world. And watching it this time around, I mean, I can't really speak to the trans experience, but there very well could be a trans reading in this entire film to be really interesting because at the very end the goddess Ishtar probably through the fact that she came through a human being understands how to use technology but she also takes a selfie and it's like look at me before and after I've been reborn as this woman I as a goddess I am now Ishtar I'm no longer Daniel who was probably feeling like a shell of a human being for a long time, not feeling like himself through depression, trauma, all of the other things, changes his body dramatically to turn into a woman. And you know that it's still Daniel's body because I thought there was this really interesting scene where she still has the wristband, the the tie on her wrist, and she takes that off. And I'm like, that's a connection to Daniel. Like, this clearly was Daniel's body. Yeah. And she's like, the final piece is yeah. gone. And because yeah. I, I kept asking myself, why is he doing that? Why is he twist tying and bounding off? And I was like, oh, to make the ritual last longer because essentially he would have bled out at some point. Yes, we're going to stop the, slow down the bleeding. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. Uh, putting a tourniquet on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, that's because yeah. I kept asking myself, I'm like, why do you keep doing this? What? <laughs> oh, oh, because you need to make the ritual yeah. last longer because you have steps. <laughs> There's always steps steps in a ritual (laughs) to get to the final point. Because if you don't, like there were so many times where I'm just like, you would have passed out by now. You would have passed out. You would have vomited. You all yeah. these things, and then well, they it does do pass happen. out a little bit. Doesn't yeah. vomit. You're putting your body through extreme duress. You're gonna vomit. Uh, I get it. I've been there. It's <laughs> and then clearly taking some sort of drug. That's interesting. In my mind, as you you were squirming in your seat, I'm like, are those poppers? And I was like, mm, maybe. I don't know. Because there, there's a sexual element to all of this, but it was something that. He was sniffing to maybe keep himself from passing out, but he also seemed to really like sniffing this bottle of whatever just to reinvigorate him and boost his spirits to get through the rest of this ritual. That's that's what I mean. Like they had, he had to have something to push because there there were points where I'm just like, I would have tapped out by now. I've been like, you know what? (laughs) This isn't worth it. This pain is not worth it. I cut my hand. That's it. That's That's the very first thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to like go from cutting your hand to drilling a hole into your head to drilling a hole into your leg just to test. Was that just a test? Yeah. (laughs) To like the fingernail pulling off. The toenails. The toenails. Yeah. Yeah. When I first watched this movie, that that got me cringing a lot because it is so well done. Side note. The, the blood work in this movie is really incredible. The gore effects are really, really incredible. So yeah, that toenail scene is very realistic. I mean, everything looks really good, but predominantly that toenail scene is very realistic I and def- awful. Yeah, I, I'm, I definitely <laughs> give props to the special effects people behind that and the camera people to yeah. make that. Because yeah. like, yeah, in my mind, I'm like, it's just a movie. It's just a, you know, someone's like <laughs> pumping blood behind to make it look that, but it just made it still look so real on the camera angles and everything. I was just like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I'm kind of still shaking when I yeah. think about some of these things. I'm just like, huh, I can't believe I made it through that. <laughs> I, you know, I had a 
feeling that you'd be okay. I knew that it would be an endurance test. It was definitely endurance. (laughs) Like, it's been a long time, well, since Megan is missing, that I've had, like, adrenaline pumping through me (laughs) as I'm watching it, being like, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, breathe, breathe, hold the pillow closer, hold the pillow closer. Where's your tapping out? Are you going to tap out soon? (laughs) I almost thought that he was going to bite his tongue off at one point. Yep. Before he, like, when he's, like, really biting in to, like, get the blood to lick the pages. I was like, oh, maybe this might be it. If he bites his tongue off with his own teeth, that's... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That might be it. (sighs) But you did okay. I was, yeah, I had a feeling, but sometimes you you never know what your personal limit's going to necessarily be and what's going to hit it, what's going to really super negatively affect you, but... You made it. I made it. Made it through another extreme horror film. And this one, out of the ones that I feel like I've shown you, has had the least amount of narrative. So I wasn't sure, again, how you would do with one that has, that's a little bit less story driven. Because we've, I've taken you through, well, halfway through Sallow, but that has a story to it. Song of Solomon was definitely narrative based. Uh, Necromantic 2, very much a story, story based uh, extreme horror film. So this one was probably the loosest plot out of all of them so I think that's what adds to it is that you are putting your interpretation onto the film as well so you could go anywhere anyway with that with the film so yeah and you like some of that like abstract I do yeah I do like abstract things that I can go and think about later and being like why would they do this and like I said ideas of the ritual and stuff like that but I do have a question for you since this has been my second American guinea pig that I've seen what about the original guinea pig? I think you would be fine through watching those. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Maybe we'll 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 think okay. about doing that in okay. the in the future. The the Japanese guinea pig films are are classics with some really great gore effects. Most of them are more comedic than they are disturbing. Mm, okay. But like Flowers of Flesh and Blood is is like one of the best ones to watch. So, but I think if you make it through, if you made it through this one that has a similar kind of just general idea, mm. I think you can watch it. Yeah. Well, I, I am curious because I know with those ones, it's being stuff being done to the female body. Yes. Which may, yes. and that's one of the reasons, and you and I discussed this the other day about yeah. with this film, like I may be able to get through some of the more horrific scenes because it's being done to the male body and yes. I don't have a penis, so yes. I don't understand yeah. that feeling like I sympathize yeah. like no one yeah, wants to shove anything totally. anywhere but <laughs> I, I can understand yes. how like if guys watching this film would be like nope yeah no nope, can't nope, relate nope, nope. to cutting a penis off absolutely yes yeah Whereas no for sure when it comes to the female body it's like oh, oh so. yeah yeah that's but, true like, how could I handle like a woman doing that to herself yeah I don't know anyway. I guess we'll have to find out <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh okay Final thoughts, Jess. Again, American Guinea Pig Sacrifice, this one of my favorite extreme horror films for all the reasons that we talked about. It's stunning. It's well acted. The effects are fantastic. I do really love the story. As light as it might be, the yeah, the aspect of transforming into a goddess, this like liberation of this female body that I'm just like really, really into. So you've seen now two of my favorite extreme horror films. So final thoughts i can definitely see why this is your favorite um i now understand the article that you wrote about this a couple of yes. years ago yeah. um this is not one i'm gonna run back to watch again. <laughs> I don't know, like, i'm not gonna be like oh this is a rewatchable one for me um 
now that I, maybe, now that I know what is expected, and now that I, because like I said, there were scenes where I'm just like, what is he going to do with that next? And I don't yeah. know if I could handle what he's going to do with that next. And I was like, okay, he did that, and I, so I'm not running to rewatch this again, but I do like that it was loose, there was, allows for itself for a loose interpretation to be able to like see, and like I said, there were beautiful shots. Like, it yes. was shot, it was yeah. filmed really yeah. beautifully for a very, you know, disturbing elements to it that make you feel very uncomfortable and like I said it left me feeling very uncomfortable and very <laughs> like it was like I just keep in my mind just keeping visceral this was very visceral a lot very, of adrenaline very visceral through. a lot of viscera so yeah at the end uh, yeah <laughs> so those are my final thoughts great did you like it I did like it I didn't oh, hate it if I yeah. hated it we would not have finished it I would okay. have been like yeah. no but because like I said yeah. there is this other element of this loose narrative of this ritual and because I can get behind like mm -hmm. idea of ritual and the things that go into it I'm like okay mm -hmm. I'm in I'm in and like I liked the like you said the shots between Daniel going through what they're doing what they're going through to coming back and he's like you know fresh and clean and like I like that I was open to interpretation yes That's my final thought right <laughs> um well I love this movie I'm glad that you got through it and I'm glad that you liked it I did have a feeling you'd get something out of it so I'm becoming uh, able to filter out certain movies for, for Jess to watch that I think she'll get something out of. Like August Underground, I don't think you'll get anything out of that, but it might be in the future because it oh. is a classic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, folks, that's it for this episode of Disturbing Films for a Curious Mind. Hey, Jess, will you come back and talk about extreme horror with me again? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll see. Uh, until next time, listeners, stay grim.